You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Daniel, we're here. Yeah, Clint. We have, yeah, Clint. I, I have something to say. I want to jump in, but today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. The taste is better get that out of the way. There is. Daniel, yeah. get that out of the way because... Let's pay the bills real quick bills because... Uh, bills, okay. bills just got paid. How about this? How hmm. about we just jump into what was okay. one of the most exciting games I have been a part of in a very, very, very long time, Daniel. How about that? I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call it exciting as much as I just call it. Just fun. It's just a fun game, you know? It was a real fun football game to watch is what it was. Listen, if you're new to the podcast, um, welcome to the podcast. You You picked a heck of a a time to be here. Shout out to all our new Auburn listeners who uh, have joined us and are going to stick around throughout the rest of the season. Welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. We're, We're glad that you're here. Thank you for listening. We appreciate all of your kind words on twitter this past week um really made us feel at home um i will say this okay i will say that we need to get let's just get the auburn fan base out of the way okay right right off the jump okay okay? because i do have this to say okay there's a reason you and i uh earlier in our podcasting career we ranked the worst SEC fan bases from 14 to 1. We did. Um, and there's a reason that Auburn was not number one or number two correct. on either of our lists. That's correct. Because there are worse fan bases by a lot than the Auburn fan base. Hands down. This this is a and I will and, and it was only solidified in my mind because some Auburn fans got real up in their feelings. They got up in about, their feelings, Daniel. <laughs> about how we felt about Bo Nix and how we felt about the Auburn Tigers. And there was some um, there's some confidence from the Auburn people coming to this game. Oh, they they were sky high with confidence, Daniel. A lot sky of confidence. High with confidence. Coming in. But, but since the game, uh-huh. I will say this. Please do. Many interactions with Auburn fans since the game. Many. Yes. And there has only been one Auburn fan who has been so crushed Mm -hmm. by his team that Mm -hmm. he felt the need to lash out by tweeting 1980 at me as if that was going to make me break down and weep. That was it. Yeah. Devastating. A devastating blow that he struck to my ego. Uh, Auburn fans in general... You almost pity them because they know how bad it is. They they see what we see. You know, when we did the crossover episode, there was this sense at which uh, when I was asking about, hey, um, how come Tank isn't in the game more? And they were like, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's true. Gus but is an idiot. Is a, that's a, probably a why. I wish he played more. Okay, so is Bo really the guy? Well, 
you know. Oh, uh, well. he, he kind of he, maybe. He uh, had a good freshman year he, for so a freshman. There was this sense at which they wanted to just jump on board. And yes, midway through, I think it was midway through the second quarter, Daniel, on Twitter, Auburn fans reached out to us. Messages started rolling started in. Started rolling you, in. The, the walk back it was began the, it was the please. Early. It was the please don't come at me after this is over. Look, I'm going to go um, to bed. So... Kudos to you, Auburn fan. Um, you have our deepest sympathies, really but also we're not laughing with you. We are laughing at I, you. But we, uh, we love you guys. You guys, hey, hey, we're here for you. If you want to talk, we, we can get talk it. about what what a what a good football no, we team get is. It. Like we understand. Uh, really quick, Daniel and I, uh, we're fans first. We love this podcast. We started this podcast because we wanted to be a podcast for fans by fans. Daniel, if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're old to the show, glad you're here. We have a ton. Daniel, to get to about this week, we got a lot to get to. We got. I wanted to get the fans thing out of the way. Um, let's let's start with if you want to join in the conversation. It's been a pretty robust conversation over the last couple weeks. There are two ways you can do that. You can either eat, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast um, uh, at D A W G S Podcast. Um, go follow us there. Um, message us. We would love to interact with you. That way, especially mm-hmm. if you're a Georgia fan, but even if you're a rogue Auburn fan or, dare I say, a Tennessee fan, well, welcome to the show this week. We'll get to you in a minute. Hold, sit back. Hold your sit, butts. We'll be sit to Sit back. Take a ticket. Won't be today. No. we got lots to talk about with Auburn, but we'll get to you in a little bit. Uh, you can message us there or you can email us, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. Thanks for subscribing, downloading the show, tell a friend about the show. Leave us a rating or review. Yep. Auburn fan was kind enough to leave us a one-star review, Clint. Um, and But listen. I, did, I didn't even catch listen, that. I didn't catch no, that. No, but listen. Auburn fan was kind enough to leave us a one-star review. Okay. Um, which, if you're a Georgia fan and you haven't left us a review yet, this can be your incentive. If you go leave us a five-star review, it'll balance that one-star review out. And so if you want to help us out, you can do that. Left us a one-star review, but the rate, the review they left, that was the rating. The review they left said, um, these guys are, uh, outright Georgia homers. Uh, and so if you're a Georgia homer, you'll probably love this podcast because that's what it's about, which, Honestly, it's just another way of saying for fans, by fans. And so I felt like they maybe just hit the wrong button because that's a five-star review, Clint. Daniel, that's I, what that is. That's what we call a, being being on point. That's, that's what that's we call. Authentic, that's authentic, on brand. Hitting, that's who we're trying to. We're crushing it okay. on who we are. We are for fans, so, by fans. I took I took that to be a great compliment. Thank you for leaving us ratings and reviews, Georgia fans. If you're out there, you can do that as well. So let's... Clint, let's get to the Auburn game. To do that, um, mm-hmm. let's go to the phones. Do we have the guys from Locked On Auburn to come back on and follow up? Can we get them on the executive on, producer, Michael? Michael, Michael. Are we? You want to buzz them in? No, just, bu- just buzz them. In. Buzz those guys in, and let's get. Oh, oh no, they're not available. Oh. Apparently, no, they're not available they to follow up. We didn't. They didn't reach today. Out to us. No, um, no, they no. They, there was a lot of laughing at you. On the episode, um, mm. huh? Not available mm. to speak to. So we'll just have to talk about the game without them. Right, Clint, where would you like to start, Daniel? Is there any look? <laughs> I, there's no other place that I can start. It would be. It would. I'm not going to be able to st- stop giggling this entire episode. This is my favorite episode we've ever, ever recorded. recorded. Because I can't. I won't. Nay, it would be irresponsible of me. To go mm-hmm. anywhere else 
besides the absolute suffocating junkyard dog defense that is mm. the best I've ever seen, period. But no, it's not. Listen, it, you're not trying to say that this team's more talented than the 2017 team, are you, Clay? Wait a second. Wait, so hold on. You're telling me you guys can win a national champion. You guys are going to roll people. You, you can't be. You had Roquan back there. You had Roquan Smith on that team, Clint. You, you had JR. JR Reed back there in the secondary. What are you talking about? You had. Okay. You, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Okay. Hey, how, okay, how's, guys. how's that take doing today? This is the most talented team on defense I've ever seen. Not just at UGA. This is the most talented defense I've ever seen in college give me, football. Give me, give me the eighty-four Bears. <laughs> give me, give me the Ray Lewis Baltimore Ravens. What do we want? Where do you want to go? Bring Let's go. It's all day, every okay. day. I'll take this defense against any offense. Daniel, let me hit you with a few stats. I'm going to go down. Let's go. I'm going to go down the SEC defenses. Okay. Okay. Now, if I was to tell you Georgia is first in points allowed, sure, that makes sense. If I was to tell you we are first in rushing yards. Allowed, sure. I mean, Auburn rushed for like twenty six yards. Or so. I don't know. If I was to was. say we were first in passing yards per game, and to- oh dear, and rushing yards and passing and, yards, which would mean total yards per game. Total yards, okay. yeah, that would make but sense. But Daniel, what yeah. if I ask okay. you? Do you know the next best team in the category of total yards per game given up? I'll, okay, I'll give you. We give up two hundred and forty eight yards between the two games on average. So between two games. 248 is what we give per game up total yards. What do you think the next team closest to us is? I don't know. Uh, 300? 325? Oh, keep going north. 350, oh. Daniel. Three, we, 100 yards more. So you're telling me it's approximately 35% more I'm saying. yards per game than we That's gave up. Now, now okay. if I was to say... Total points per game. The next closest. We give up eight points per game between the two. Six and ten. Math ain't hard. Math, so, math, yeah, math that's eight hard. points per game. What do you think the next uh, team is, Daniel? I don't know. Fourteen? Oh, try try nineteen and a half. Darn near twenty. Daniel? Holy <laughs> moly. Okay, okay. Okay. Daniel, I, there's, there's not a situation in which you go down and you say we are not definitively... The best defense in the entire nation. There's nothing. Listen, all all that rat poison is well and good. Sure. Uh, sure. Don't tell Kirby he ain't having I, it. I'm not but, talking to Kirby. But we are. <laughs> we're having it. No, we're going to spoon. We are going to lap it up like a bunch of dumb rats and then die happy. I'm, like, let's just. I'm smiling. Let, let's just die happy. Do you remember the last time that uh, Gus Malzahn scored a second half touchdown in Athens. That must Clint? that must have been like, you know, probably the last time he was there, Daniel. It was never. Oh. He's never done that. Oh. He's never scored a touchdown in the second half in Athens. No, Daniel, I I know footballing okay. is hard. I know winning football games is difficult and and it, how to make a game plan. But if you don't score for half of the time, that you don't score a touchdown for half the time that you are playing another team, that seems like an impossible task to beat somebody. It's not going to be easy. No. No, it's not going to be easy. Uh, Held without a touchdown the entire game. Um, uh, This defense... This defense was absolutely tenacious. It was relentless. It was... Let me just... Let me just walk back this series, though, Clint. 
Georgia beat Auburn yeah. Yeah. in the year 2020, mm-hmm. 2019, okay. 2018, okay. 2017, mm-hmm. 2015, mm-hmm. and 2014. I'm sorry. So, so That's the last seven years in a row Georgia has beaten Auburn. Huh. Okay. Huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Hmm. You know what, Dan? This is not a series anymore. No. You understand what we're saying? No. This is just where one team beats the hell out of another team. That's right. And then they stop playing. Like the, <laughs> the game's the, over. The referee says, please ends. leave the field. Like, we can't do this <laughs> the anymore. Referee says, the referee says, excuse me, <laughs> number 99, please Please stand over here. They, they look over not. and they say, "Would you look? Would you look at Seth Williams? The poor guy is literally faking any injury. He, he is he is talking to his mom in the stands, dragging his body off the field. No, okay. because can we talk about Tyson Campbell though for oh, real? Oh, like okay, can we just? Hey, hey, Eric Stokes, love you. I do. Oh, we do. We do. sure we do. You're not sure even you're not even close to the mm. best lockdown defender we have on defense. I don't want to say that one of us had this take earlier in the offseason, Clint. But you kind of do. But I was on I was on the Tyson Campbell train, felt like this was a year injury free mm. 2020. This I was trying to explain to my wife as we're watching the game, this cat 18 that he's going up against. This is a first round draft. This is in one of next the year's NFL wide draft that will come out. One of the top three wide receivers. This is gonna first get round draft pick in next year. And then I had to stop myself and I said, "Oh, but number three in red, he's also a first round draft pick." Uh, if you don't think so, that Tyson Campbell not, just made himself tens of millions of dollars, this is the start of the trajectory, Daniel. Oh, absolutely. Tyson Campbell is, uh, he is an absolute, he's a monster. It only gets better from here for Mm. him. Mm. I mean, there were whole, there were huge portions of the game when Eric Stokes was not on the field. Correct. We thought he had sustained an injury and he might have gotten dinged or something, but then he was back out on the field after that. But DJ Daniel played admirably. He played fine. He played the same DJ Daniel brand of football that he's played his entire Georgia career. Uh, and, uh, seven had a better, seven had a better showing out there. I was Tyreek Stevenson had a much better showing, but this kid, Tyson Campbell came out and said, do you, how about how about a little jet motion oh, for oh. the fastest man in the history of college Schwartz, football at the goal line? Schwartz is the, the fastest guy that there is in the SEC. Never seen anybody faster than and him. And who? And and Tyson Campbell said, "Oh, you want a foot race? Let's go. Oh, did you want to run in a foot race? Let's go. Because at the end of the foot race, my body runs into yours, and you go flying out of bounds. And you, that's what happens at the end of the race." No, you gain one half of one yard. That's what you get. And then you kick another field goal, and Bo Nix weeps on the sideline. That's that's His, the way that the Bo foot Nicks race Bo Nix mascara ends. was running for days with the mm, tears. It was, was all crying. over. Um, I couldn't tell if it was hair dye or mascara it, or what was coming uh, off on no, this, but something was. No one knows, some, and I don't care to know, Daniel. Cl- clogging the pores, whatever it is. It's not <laughs> It's not great for the face. Daniel, we got it. we're going to come back to this. Uh, but first, Built Bar. Built Bar is crushing it as well. Built Bar, you might say Built Bar is the UGA defense of protein bars, Daniel. Of protein bars. That's, exa- that's exactly what I would say. That's, that's yeah. what we're saying. Uh, 
Built Bar is low in sugar, high in fiber, high in protein. It is the Built Bar. It is a protein bar that you take on the go. If you're trying to get back in shape from your COVID-15, if you were trying to keep shape because you were great and jogged when you had free time on your Zoom calls and your earbuds, just mute yourself going. Good for mm. you, by the way. We didn't join you, but good for you. Just on that on that Peloton, on the Zoom. Just, just for days. Just getting after uh, it. Built Bar has incredible flavors. They are chewy. They are soft. They are delicious. We have tasted them. We love them. Go to BuiltBar.com. Put in the promo code locked on. Get $10 off your order. Go to BuiltBar.com. Put in locked on the promo code. Get $10 off your order. Can we talk about Bo Nix yet? Oh my gosh! Is it, it's oh, it, is oh, it time? It's time, Daniel. Is it time to talk about Bo Nix yet? Uh, because let me let me start. Please do. Because it's gonna get ugly for Bo during this segment. I just if you have a particular if you're Bo Nix's mom and you've somehow stumbled onto the podcast, um, you might just want to fast forward. To the next segment because um, I don't think there'll be a segment in which it will look favorably upon. You're Bo. not going to enjoy all any of it. We're going to be talking about Tennessee, <laughs> maybe <laughs> tomorrow or Wednesday, so you could jump back, back on then. Bo Nix's mom, but uh, let me say this before we get into all of the things that we were correct about <gasps> Bo Nix and how he's on. not good at being a quarterback. Bo Nix is a freaking elusive guy. In the pocket. He's a slippery okay. little bugger. This, this is a hard dude to bring down. And I know that because we were in his face dang near every play mm-hmm. of the game. A jailbreak up front. The off- Auburn offensive line Boy. did, as far as I can tell, nothing I- the entire game. Did they run block? No. Not that I saw. Did they pass protect? Mm-hmm. Nope. Did not see a bit of that either. So... Bo Nix was scrambling for his life, and for a quarterback that was scrambling for his life, he was incredibly effective at not taking a sack, at getting the ball back to the line of scrimmage. Sometimes he had to work very hard to get the ball back to the line of scrimmage. I will also say this. Bo Nix had a couple of very egregious drops in this game that were not his fault. You want to talk about some drops that were inexcusable you uh some of the auburn wide receivers you have to come down with shame that touchdown, on you. seth williams like that's that's on Sh- you shame on you shame on you uh now that being said <laughs> bonix is not good at passing the football clint bonix just bonix what else can we say he's just not good at he, it he's not good at the thing he's supposed to do now if in the auburn gus malzahn offense your job is just to be slippery and elusive great good for you sure i don't like my but then what then i was just gonna say I don't like my offense to be, oh, I don't know, one-dimensional gimmicky trick play and have to slip out of a blown blocking assignment. 65, how you doing? Tackle. By the way, Daniel. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that cat, uh, defensive lineman last year for Auburn, came over to offensive mm. tackle. And he, he he was defensive lineman last year, and then he got put on offensive tackle, and then he had to go up against the best defensive line in the entire nation. Like, that's that's a coaching mistake. That's not 65's it's, mistake. That's the coach's mistake. No. That is shame on you for not recruiting an offensive lineman better than him. Yeah. That's what that's what, that's what we're saying. Uh, right no. Now. Bo Nix, bad at footballing out outside of scrambling around. Uh, my wife calls him Jungle Jim Bo because he's really good on playground stuff where he's just running around like playing tag. He would be great on that game show tag 
That's that's like going. Yeah, on. sure. The JJ Watt host. Yeah, exactly. He'd be great at that. Bad at actual footballing. Here's some stats for you. Hmm. On dang near fifty percent of his dropbacks, he was pressured. Daniel. Yeah, that ain't necessarily his fault. No, that- <laughs> Again, the offensive line very poor. But when he was pressured, pro football focus. Okay. Over ten yards, Daniel. He's throwing the ball ten yards past the line of scrimmage. He was three. Okay. That's what we call a throw. A th- I was just going to yep. say, not a slip screen, not a sorts end around. Okay. Uh huh. He was three yep. of eighteen with a sixteen point nine rating. That's out of a hundred, friends. That rating is out of one hundred. Just imagine a math test. Uh-huh. Okay. And you got a sixteen point nine on it. How are you feeling? That's that's not. You're not going to be keen to show that to Bob. <laughs> okay. Um. He was 3 of 18. Mark Webb caught one of them. So that's not ideal. That's not ideal. I believe Bo sitting on a pretty long interceptionless streak going into that game. So uh, It was about that time that Gus Malzahn did the surrender, surrender Cobra Gus, which mm. is the best Gus. It's the best Gus. It's everyone's favorite Gus. Favorite Gus. Not, there's no... There's no doubt about it. Oh, my god! Can gosh. we talk about Adam Anderson oh my yet? Gosh. Is it, oh is my it gosh. the it's Adam time. Anderson it's segment time. of the podcast? It's, it's the Adam Anderson hour. Just sit back and let us I've, regale you with how good I feel this like guy is. We could formally apologize to Adam we Anderson to. for the rest of the month. And it wouldn't be enough. Because what's Adam Anderson? Uh-huh. Look, I know he's a five-star kid. Yeah. And I know he's been on the field a lot leading up to last year in the Arkansas game I got I, I understood he was a rotational player yeah that he was an edge guy that Kirby liked to bring in and liked to mess around with that had had a lot of speed had a lot of athleticism but Clint Adam Anderson was in the backfield every play Adam Anderson was getting held on every single play because the only recourse they had were just to try to bear hug him down every play that adam was in he was in the backfield daniel he was making havoc disruptive plays in the backfield literally every time Uh, adam anderson i'll disagree with you adam anderson wasn't touched enough in this game to be held on every play uh there were plays where the tackle i don't even know if he saw him run by him like i i literally don't even know if it registered with him that number 19 but, in red but Daniel, was a person you were supposed he to was, stop he was clearly just like a speed rush specialist he just he just kind of dips to the outside and outruns somebody to mm-hmm. the edge right that's what he was doing well well no 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 what you want to you want to swing around to the inside run a little bit of a stunt and come around to the inside that's fine you want to bull rush a guy sure. put him right back into the quarterback sure let's do that i don't know what do you want you want to come in covered you want to be playing basically a free safety spot and then and then get on a dead sprint towards the line of scrimmage at the time the ball snapped and time it up and be in the backfield that's between Adam Anderson and Aziz Ojolari no i felt like I felt like it just wasn't even – and then you throw those big fellas in the middle oh in there. Gosh. And, like, it was just – it was suffocating do, do you get the, the defense. Do you get point. the feeling – like, it's it's gone past the point of us competing against the offensive line and the, the players on Auburn. And it was to the point where it was like – what's that, what's that stupid uh, uh, Nemo? It was like the Seagulls in Nemo. Like, mine, hmm. mine, 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 mine. And they were just mm-hmm. all – the whole defense was saying, this play is mine. Get out of the way. 
and it was a competition. Adam, Aziz, Jordan Davis, Devon, like everybody, everybody was fighting for how they were going to get their sack, their pressure, their tackle, their TFL. It was insane. Um, where do you want to go to next, Clint? I got several places we could go. You want to stick? Let's just stick with defense. Let's just. just Let's just, I mean, there's more defensive players we haven't talked about yet. How about Chris Smith? Welcome to the show. Welcome to got, the show. Got the call up from AAA, and now here we are. We in here. Look, Lewisine played exactly the kind of game that we thought Lewisine was going to play. Oh, I'm, All right? Did he come down the box and did he hit people, Daniel? Did I? Mm, he was There fighting. was a play when... Uh, one of the one of the little slip screen plays that never had a chance, oh. but it was tipped oh. by a defensive lineman, and I was screaming at Lewisine to just get your. If he had just had his head up, he would have seen that ball. He could have caught it and taken it to the house. But then I thought, no, you know what, Clint? I don't even care. Like he was coming in at ninety five miles an hour, and he was going to destroy that guy if he caught that ball. And like you know what, it could he have had an interception if he had had his head sure. up? Sure, but that's I don't need Lewis seen to have that. Hey, Lewis, like, keep doing you, bro. Just come hit, just come hit the guy. That's fine. Richard LeCount gets thrown out of the game on what I thought was a was if the dude's mouthpiece doesn't fly yes. out, they don't throw that flag. That's right. It looked more violent. I can't help it that you didn't have your mouthpiece in, but like that's not. And look, I wasn't even. Smoke Monday, which is a real person's name, got thrown out of the game earlier um, on a targeting. And and look, and so like I actually kind of when Richard got thrown out of the game, I was like, you know what? Good, because I don't want to listen to Auburn fans talk about how our best player in the secondary got thrown out of the game. Because now, look, our best player in the secondary got thrown out of the game. And and after that, you scored three po- three more points. I was just going to say uh- – Daniel, who's who's the best player in the secondary right now? I'll, go, I'll, I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait. Just pick a number. Well, it could be, but it. Oh, it's number three. That's the number. There we go. That's the number I'm going to say. That's number one. He's the, that's the best player. That's the best in the player secondary. in the And then after that, I mean, who? We roll out anybody at any time. We've said this before, and we'll keep saying it. I, our ones and twos comprise the best defense no matter what you can you can roll a bag of dice and see what numbers come out and say go take the field there's our starting lineup and we're just fine daniel these we're just fine nicobe dean running all over the place monty rice sure tackling the inside linebackers are there that is shored up there's no problem with that uh slip screens inside runs how about the fact that again uh bo nick's trying to do any sort of keep any sort of zone read why they ran that QB draw, oh that gosh. QB power, like three or four times, and at the, by the end, I, I mean, I just can you imagine being an Auburn fan, Clint? No. Can you imagine watching that game as an Auburn fan? As much as we hated James Coley, it was worse. It was worse Hands than down. that. Chad Morris, and bro, what are we doing, bro. Right now, Bo Nix cannot straight line run. At Jordan Davis, and it be a profitable outcome for you. I don't understand how you don't understand that. I, again, I, but I'll tell you again. I get a war of attrition it's, where you just want to say we're going to man up, we're going to beat the other guys. I, I don't care how. Be, I, look, I get the bravado you say with that. These, this is the land of giants. Okay, this is not my my Asher. My son started has started has taken to calling Jordan Davis Thanos. He said, "Dad, that guy looks like Thanos, only not purple." And I said, son, you're not wrong. 
<clears throat> about that. And so that's that's what we're calling big number 99 in our in our house. Speaking of big number 99, uh, he saw a little action on the offensive side of the ball this game to Clint. And listen, he made a heck of a block. Jordan Davis has, is a heck of a tight end. <laughs> He's going to catch a touchdown pass this year. Mark it down. Eligible tight end. Find that. Find that bet somewhere online. That prop bet. Get that Jordan prop Davis bet. for for six. Yeah. He he's a heck of a tight end, but that's not the defensive tackle playing offense that I want to talk no. about, Clint. Because no. Kirk Herbstreit thought Jordan Davis was in on the first touchdown run. It wasn't to Zamir, but it wasn't ninety nine. It was eighty eight. Hello, Clint. And he wasn't playing tight end. He was playing fullback. And he got a running start. And he found a linebacker or what used to be a linebacker. They're, and he, they're still scraping him off the side. The the and, Department of Transportation for Georgia. He's be, he is His body is currently being used to fertilize the hedges, which we greatly appreciate, we appreciate in Athens. It. That's just Thanks fine. Thanks for giving back. Uh, Jalen Carter ran into this man and just he didn't even break stride, no. Clint. He did not even pretend to slow down. Look, when Auburn did their wildcat with big old eighty eight, three bills, tight end, whatever dude comes in and uh-huh. does that. And he has yeah. to get a head of steam going and he has to work ten yards to get full speed. Like that's cute, and I guess you can rumble and fall forward for a couple of yards. Yeah, like, get a first down. Sure. Get you a first Go down. Keep milking the clock when you're down twenty four points. You you're just That's great. That's oh my gosh. You're, you're killing it, you're Gus. Pulling, Way to go. You're pulling a South Carolina uh, with just you're Mike Boboing this offense to death. Yes, we are. really, we're really intimidated. But when Jalen Carter gets back there, and from two steps in, he is at full speed coming at you. It's and can you imagine I, as a safety? No, you're down there in the box no. trying to goal line it up. <laughs> Did you see the clip? By the way, on that same play of the other side of the offensive line, did you see what Darnell Washington did to that kid? Look. If you guys, Darnell Washington is a freak going down the seam, catching passes, and I hope we see it more. Fitz caught one this game, and it was beautiful, and it was great. We hope. But if you're not watching Darnell Washington on the outside, locking Blocking. down blocks with one arm, shivers. you are missing. Oh. You are missing a show. You are missing a show, the likes of which. And look, I know we're not going to have time to finish to talk all about the offense. Uh, we can't make this a defensive only podcast. Well, yeah. Do you know why, Clint? Because Ben Cleveland won't allow okay. us. Okay, Ben let's, Cleveland let's, let's, refuses to allow us to make this okay. a defensive so, only. Podcast. I, I hear a bear over my shoulder, and it's not a bear. It's it's Ben Cleveland, and he's just staring sure. me down. So <laughs> let's come back after this and talk about the offense. Okay, Ben. Okay, Ben. Ben Cleveland Murder Watch 2020 is officially on. Clint. This this man. No, no, no. no ben I'm Cleveland sorry. will be charged with murder in 2020. There is a warrant out for his. He is a wanted. He is a fugitive from the law currently because when he comes down on a combo block and then double teams and comes off to the linebacker on the backside. Good luck. Actually, not good luck. Just you're done. You're toast. There's no hope for you. Ben Cleveland gets a full head of steam going downhill, and he is he is pushing not just one man, multiple people, picking them up like they are are apples on the ground and carrying them five yards. You pull him. You leave a defensive end unblocked, and you swing Ben Cleveland over from right guard across the line of scrimmage. This defensive end takes two steps and believes that he has. That he has been, he slipped through the back. I, I did good. And then, I'm here. And then, 
Jamari Sawyer let me by for the first time tonight. And then 74 hits him at full speed coming crossways. (laughs) You, I mean, this offensive line looked like Kirby wants to joke in the postgame press conference about how maybe it's fairy dust and whatever. Look, that's fine, Kirby. You can say what you want. You were the one talking bad about the offensive line last week in the press conference. Okay? Like, it wasn't, it was you defending Dewan Mathis talking about how the offensive line sucked last week. So, this offensive line played 100 times better this week That's right. than they did the week before. And I think it all starts with Ben Cleveland. Now, Trey Hill had a much better game. Jamari Sawyer looked near flawless oh, out there. I, I didn't see one Just, blown assignment, one blown block. The, uh, hardly any penalties on the offensive I, line. I, I think there were Look, two, maybe. Maybe two. One of them on that Kendall yeah. Milton run, which was a real shame oh, because gosh. that Kendall Milton run was awesome. Let's <laughs> okay, awesome. okay. Let's let's we're gonna get there because I need to talk about running backs here. Real soon. I, there's there's some music but, that's involved okay, in that. But 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 this offensive line, and I think it starts with Ben Cleveland, who who just last week I was yep. on record as saying he might not be any good at football, and now here we are, and Ben Cleveland Murder Watch 2020 is on, and I'm officially. He, a suspect. You're on notice. If, I'm on notice. You know, you know, like when you count cars in Vegas and they just like in your house, they leave the chip that's like standing up on your dining room table for you to wake up in the morning. Too? Yeah. Yeah. Ben Cleveland's going to leave a deer head like on your table. That's and you'll know. You'll know. Uh, I already I already no, know. that offensive line. Let me say this again. I said this before the season. This was my take. I said, don't sleep on this offensive line being the best offensive line unit in years. I said unit. I didn't say individual because Andrew Thomas is gone, but this offensive line is unbelievable. Matt Luke, love you. Love you, love you, love you. Keep doing you. Daniel, let us talk about RBU. And let us talk about. I'm sorry, is, is RBU a thing? Oh, Are we coming back? Oh, is that, uh, com- is that still here? Coming back would assume that we left, but Daniel. Mm. I'll let you go mm-hmm. ahead and choose. Here, let's play a fun game. Let's go back and forth. Okay, and, I like fun and games. And choose running backs that we were going to draft for our teams to go into the season with only those running backs for our entire season to play on our team. And all the, the pool that we have is Georgia running backs. Okay? Currently. Current Georgia running backs on the current roster. Yes. And that's all you get. And then then what I want to do is if we broke them up and you and I had to dip them out, and then we went roster by roster in the SEC and said, which one do you want? I'll let you choose whatever running backs you want to give me. I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You take half, I'll take choose. half. Choose. Yeah. That's, that's – you could – that's to your point. Any two of these running backs. Sure. I'm not saying it'd be the best running back room in the SEC, but I, I'd be fine. I'm taking it. I'd be, I'd be just fine. I wouldn't be scared. Okay, of it. Uh, James Cook getting his legs, finding James. seams. He's going to break a 50 Hear- yard off real soon. Hearing Kirby say that James Cook was okay was my favorite moment of this game. In the post-game press conference, I was so nervous. He's having the best game of his career, and it's so on brand for James Cook to be having the best game of his career and then get hurt. But he, no, that he, is, he fine. There's never been a more James Cook thing to have happened. Uh, he is taking one to the house, yep. Clint, yep. This, this year. It ain't. All doubt has been removed. It's gone. Okay, so check there. Uh, 
Hey, Zamir, I'm going to ask Daniel. You, I've watched the game three times now. Uh, there's going to be a fourth okay. and a fifth. Uh, do you know how many times Zamir White fell backwards running the, the football this game? Oh, I'm going to guess it's uh, somewhere between zero and one. Oh, you got that. It's zero. I, he didn't fall back. Even when he was hit and Ben Cleveland then picked up three men and carried them forward and kept going, it, <laughs> it didn't matter. I was going to say, he had a little bit of help not falling backwards <laughs> because Zamir White took some hits in this game. He got pounded. Okay. Yes. He's going to be in the cold tub, and it has nothing to do with K.J. Britt who I believe has just limped off the field again. <laughs> KJ. He has just patted his helmet a la Isaiah Crowell after running for six yards and said, Coach, I need a breather. I am quite winded. Coach, he, he came out of the game and said, Coach, you you a liar. Like, who are these men and why are they hitting me so hard? I, I didn't sign up for this, Coach. We, we ain't in the octagon. No. No, Zamir wasn't uh, wasn't sore because of the hits he was taking from them. He was sore because of the hits he was taking from seventy four and fifty five uh, on on the Georgia offensive line because they were finishing runs. Oh, Clint. Oh my. Okay. Uh, so Zamir, he he's going to get his. He's going to eat. It's going to be incredible. Um, let's keep going. How about Kenny McIntosh? How he doing? How about Kenny? What's what's up with old Kenny? Let me, there. Did he have any runs? Let me get my Kenny McIntosh fan train hat and put it on and then just tell you all Kenny McIntosh is my boy I that's that's what I mean like any two just give me any two if you give me Kenny McIntosh um that's fine how about Edwards Edwards comes in how about Dejan Edwards seven carries 27 yards what about how about him just how about pop him in the mouth real quick with a with a little Dejan Edwards but no Daniel get to the get the one but get to the one but Kendall Milton but Kendall Milton now okay now this guy is built for power. We've seen him. Like, we know this is what he's about, okay? He is not a dance-around-you type of fella. No. Okay? He's built for power, and the Nick Chubb comps are already starting to come out on Twitter, Clint. And you listen, can't help it. Listen, listen, you, be, you better put some respect on that name before you— Like, that's a, that's a big name now, but— when he hit that run oh. and he hit that guy, oh. and I'm talking about he hit that guy, I, and that guy fell down, I just shivered. and he and he didn't fall down. That was a different kind of run that we're seeing. Okay. Now Zamir White has shown us that he can just get around you. Yes. You think you've got him in a hole, and if he's got a yard between you and him, he tapped. He gone. Oh yeah. Okay. He just, but. But Kendall Milton hit that guy, and that guy fell down in a way that we have not seen since twenty since uh, twenty seven was running in the backfield for the University of Georgia. It's it's real, and and all of this is to say again, there's there's not a Daniel. Do you have a single grade, a position group grade that is less than an A minus for this game? Ooh, let me have to think about that. I, Does Matt Landers get no, a great? No, no. I uh, I well, motion. There's a first. <laughs> let the floor recognize the motion that Matt that that okay. name to which you just said shall not be uttered on this podcast again. I seriously, I'm not going to second that motion because I'm about to say it again. I seriously want to know if you're out there and you're listening to the podcast, if you are a person who is not absolutely done with Matt Landers. Yep. I sincerely want you to reach out 
at dogs podcast or locked on bulldogs at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you mm-hmm. as to why in the world you have any time for Matt Landers being on the field ever. Like, name a reason. I'm I'm waiting. I've been wrong before. Sure. And I'm open to being wrong again. Sure. So convince me. Why in the world? Because I sincerely don't believe there's anyone listening to this podcast who who doesn't agree with us that that Matt Landers has no place on the field Zero place. for this team. That was a touchdown, Clint. It was a touchdown. It, uh, jogging in touchdown. Jogging in. Jogging. The ball was thrown perfectly. Which, okay, Matt Landers, get, get off the field and make room for Stetson Bennett. Cumberbatch the fourth. Stetson, Cumberbatch, Bennett the fourth. Stetson, uh, Fitzsimmons, Bennett the fourth. The Duke Esquire. The, yes. Is on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Daniel, uh, but Daniel, we, we, we can't go to a national championship with this liability back there. He's, he's hurting. Well, we're he's fools. hindering. He's hindering all we offense. are. All we are are homers and fools because we believe. That we can't. I'll tell you what. I don't know if we can go to a. I don't know if we can win a national championship with them, but I do know that we can beat the crap out of Auburn with them. I will tell you that, and that is that's. I feel pretty good about that take. I feel. I feel like that take is. That. I feel like that take is not going to need any gravy in order no. to stand up to the judging. Uh, okay, Stetson Bennett the fourth, which um, again put some respect on it Please. if you're going to say his Please name. Do. If he put the IV on the back of his jersey, don't you call him Stetson Bennett. You're not his uncle. No. Okay? Like, his name is Stetson. His name is Stetson Ruprecht Bennett the Fourth, and you will call him that. Uh, which is, that's what he deserves to be called. Uh, he was 17 of 28. He threw for 240 yards. He threw for a touchdown and no interceptions. Clint, does that uh, do him justice, that stat line? that do justice to what he did in this that game? That stat line sounds pedestrian compared to how he played. He got us out of the jams. If you want to talk about Bo Nix being slippery in the pocket, you want to talk about Stetson Bennett looking downfield the entire time. His eyes never left. Well, it was actually very simple. Uh, they just found the one and the zero next to each other. In a red jersey, and they followed where that we went. can't. This is going to have to be Tuesday okay. show. Okay. We're going to have okay. to talk about Karis Jackson on Tuesday okay. show. Let's just forget it. Just not now. Says not now. Not a liability. An added addition. Not something to overcome. Something to be utilized. Not somebody who we have to plan for him not to fail us, but somebody who's part of the solution to winning games. That's who Stetson Bennett is, and that's who. Those third down throws, Clint, were incredible. Some of those third down throws were absolute laser pointed dimes that he was putting over under touchdown a game. Just mark it down left hash. You see Jorge on the left sideline in a passing situation. Mark it down. It's going to be a touchdown for 25 yards. This is the new normal. Listen, guys, I'm not trying to be that guy. Okay, and I'm not trying to dump on a former Georgia Bulldog. That's not what this podcast is about. But I'm just telling you, go back and watch all the games. All of them. That wasn't a back shoulder throw. No, it was not. Okay, that was an over-the-top drop-it-in-the-basket throw. And Jake Fromm, I'm not saying he couldn't. He didn't. 
He didn't make that throw That's correct. for his career. Stetson just did. And he did it twice, once to Matt Landers <laughs> and once to Jorge Pickens for the touchdown. He put that ball in a place where Jorge couldn't not catch Correct. it. Like he, he couldn't avoid catching you it. You had to be Matt Landers to avoid catching it like that. Correct. Yeah. That's a great way of saying it. That's exactly, that's exactly what I was trying to communicate. Stetson Bennett is not a liability. No. Uh, he he is an asset to this team, and he's he's and not, he's a not Duke an asset in the player. sense that he's he's not an asset in the sense that he hands the ball off well and manages the game. He's an asset in the sense that when it's third and eight, he goes out and gets you twelve, and keeps the drive alive. He's an asset in the sense that when you blitz him and bring the house mm-hmm. up the middle. Cool. He rolls around over his right shoulder and sprints out to the sideline and is able to throw the ball away without taking a sack to keep you in manageable field goal no. range, Clint. He's he is an asset yep. to this team, and he played like an asset in this game. He was the better quarterback. I'm not he's not he's not everybody's making all these jokes about Georgia fans thinking both like Stetson Bennett's gonna win the Heisman. He's not No. Nobody believes no. that, obviously. Nobody believes that. But he's he you don't need a Heisman trophy winner winning quarterback to win the SEC. Simple simple question. Stetson Bennett. Simple question, Daniel. Auburn fan. Who do you want quarterbacking today? Bo Nix sure. or Stetson Bennett? You choose. I dare you. I dare you to choose. Go ahead. Bo Nix. Go ahead. I dare you. You can't. You know what? You don't have to because Gus already did. Oh, there it is. Gus already Gus already chose Bo Nix and that's uh, that's saying something. I mean, T's and P's for getting him fired this year. So we'll see how it works out for you, Auburn. Fans. Please don't Auburn. T's fans. and P's. We we have a GoFundMe for Dan Mullen. We'll set one up for Gus. We'll set one up because Kirby does not mind coaching against Gus Malzahn. <laughs> he loves it. He literally said in the post game yes. press conference, "It's easy to coach against Gus Malzahn." I Chad Morris was a bit of a challenge. <laughs> He literally said it. He couldn't stop himself from saying it. By the way. He said coaching against Gus is easy. The Kirbanese dictionary just, by the way, Kirby, Kirby is giving you ample evidence to just it's, cut right through it's the It's blowing crap. up. It's, it's gone. Um, then we gotta, we gotta get off. We gotta get off this podcast. Okay. We got, we gotta stop. <laughs> we gotta hit the stop button at some point. Executive producer intern Michael, we tried to go 90 minutes. We apologize that we didn't quite make it. Uh, Come back tomorrow, friends, because here's what's going to happen tomorrow. We got obviously we got some more with some more thoughts on this game. We got some more players that we haven't talked about. We got some more feelings that we need to get out there in the open. Mm. I've got some things that I need to air, uh, like air out and let breathe a little bit. And then I think tomorrow we are going well, we need to get to it. To to we're going to crack the jar that is t- the Tennessee Volunteers. And so come back tomorrow. Uh, this is, it's, it's the season, y'all. We just played Auburn and now it's Tennessee week. Like it's, this is a real thing. It's happening. There is hated rival after hated oh rival after hated rival it, on this schedule. Yeah. And, and Clint, I'm here for every last second of it. Email us, lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, especially if you have a Matt, pro Matt Landers take. Please. But if you want to, 
<laughs> if you want to interact with us and engage with us, those are the two ways that you can do that. Leave us a five-star rating and a review to make up for that one Auburn fan. And we will be here tomorrow to talk more about Auburn and Tennessee and, of course, your Georgia Bulldogs right here on Lockdown Bulldogs. See you. See ya.